You're listening to Agile Ideas, the podcast, hosted by Fatima Rabucci. For anyone listening out there not having a good day, please know there is help out there. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Agile Ideas. I'm Fatima, CEO at Agile Management Office, Mental Health Ambassador, and your host. This podcast is made possible thanks to Agile Management Office. We help businesses solve challenges around project delivery and governance using 20 years of proven practice. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about what it means to be mentally tough. And for those of you who've been following through with my journey over the last however many years, you may be aware that I am, uh, I keep it no secret, rather, that I um, suffer from, from anxiety. And that anxiety itself manifests in a various, um, in various different ways. Uh, and sometimes it accelerates the way that I work and helps me to get the results that I need. And other times it actually provides a little bit of, uh, I guess, challenges and hurdles in amongst things that go on in life. And one of those things that I thought would be really useful is to share a little bit more about what mental toughness is and some recent experiences after, believe it or not, being able to actually take a little bit of a holiday recently into Queensland and some of the anxiety that came with it. What I did about it, how I coped um, and some of the next steps that um, I took upon returning back to my hometown of Melbourne. So hope you enjoy this episode. I hope you find it valuable and I hope that it is um, in some way, shape or form useful for you hearing my story today. So let's kick off with what being mentally tough really means. There's probably a lot of misconceptions around what mental toughness is and what it means. And often there's an assumption that if you're mentally tough, that you don't have emotions. But that's not true. We all have emotions. Um, many of us may not show them. Um, many of us may not know how to express them. And some of us may express them too much. Um, we all know, you know, we all know someone that cries at the drop of a hat. And then we also know the other side of the coin where someone is um, often putting on a brave face and may not actually, you may actually not know that they're going through certain situations in life. And even though people assume that being mentally tough means that you don't feel the same emotions as someone who may be um, more public about, about their feelings, it's not actually true. Being, being able to feel and express your emotions is a really big part of what, um, what it means to be emotionally intelligent and mentally tough in fact people who are emotionally intelligent intelligent rather are able to feel and express a full range of emotions they they recognize themselves when they feel angry or sad or afraid and they can also work through those emotions and articulate and express them in fact people who are mentally tough understand that finding healthy ways to express the emotions is the best way to deal with them and still being able to function. So for example, rather than keeping your emotions suppressed, letting them build up um, and letting that pent up energy develop inside you, 
finding ways, healthy ways to express and cope and work through those feelings. I recently went on a short trip interstate into Queensland, into beautiful Queensland. And I was very fortunate to have the opportunity to take some time away from work and actually experience the beautiful um, sunshine that is in Queensland. It's one of my favorite places to go. And I have been there, I'd say probably six to 10 times, I think in the last however many years since I started traveling again. And one of the things that I was aware of and I was conscious about was being aware that being away from travel for so long, especially as someone who many years ago had a fear of flying, and thankfully I don't have that anymore, but being conscious that having been away from travel, being away from the hustle and bustle of airports, being away from being on air, being on an aeroplane, having the sort of comforts of home in, in the situation that we've had to be in over the last couple of years has meant that I haven't really needed to think that much about travel um, and really not had to go through any of the emotions that come with the anxiety that usually arises when there is a travel or a trip to happen. Particularly international travel causes a little bit more anxiety for me than, a, than an interstate travel. That being said, it has gotten so much better over the years and my reasons for the anxiety will probably vary to your reasons as well. So having this you know, week or week and a half away, it meant that I was faced with a lot of emotions. So as I was saying just before, that being able to feel and express your emotions is one of the most important parts of being mentally tough. Now, one of the things that I've learned through working with counsellors and psychologists over the years, and, and it is a really big part of cognitive behavioural therapy, is around being able to um, express your emotions so that you can deal with them. Now, I will caveat everything I'm saying today in that I'm not a mental health professional by any means. I only have livid experience and can share what I've learned through working with those professionals. So please make sure that if you are struggling in any way that you seek medical professional help from your GP, or you can also call helplines um, like Lifeline and Beyond Blue as well. So coming towards this trip, it was all about thinking about the positive, obviously, but with any trip, there's always going to be some of that uneasiness. And that's something that I think most of us experience, particularly when you haven't been traveling for a really long time. And so it's really important for me to have the time and the space to have acknowledged the feelings that I was having before, during, and after the trip. And it's been really important for me to um, not try to suppress that and push it down, as I mentioned earlier. Pushing it down doesn't help. In fact, it makes it worse because you end up bottling that inside rather than letting it out, whether you're speaking to someone, whether you're using different coping strategies. And I'll share a few of those um, with you today in a moment as well. But thinking about the trip, so I was going to be doing a ferry to um, one of the islands of Queensland in the Great Barrier Reef and also um, had to catch several flights. I think in total there was about four flights and two ferries. 
And one of the things that I was really conscious about, and I think is really important for all of us is being mentally tough is also about um, understanding that it's okay to feel the way you feel. Um, Sometimes we feel sad. Sometimes we get angry. Sometimes we may feel um, anticipation, excitement. Any of those feelings that we have, whether they are good or bad, is is important and is important to acknowledge it. Mental toughness is about being able to feel those things but still continue living life and doing the things that you need to do to get done. It's about understanding that you can feel those emotions within you and not letting them consume every moment of your day. Sometimes people who suffer from some mental health disorders such as anxiety can often let their emotions um, and the feelings that come about consume too much of their day. And that's when the disorder becomes a lot more challenging and something that needs more, more, more urgent attention because you want to make sure that you're able to you know, live, live life in a way that's comfortable for you. And if your emotions are consuming you every moment of the day, then you want to make sure that you get that support. Some of those, some of those examples of con- being consumed by emotions is, for example, those that maybe have an obsessive compulsive disorder or components of obsess- obsessive compulsive behaviors. Some people in my family have those behaviors, um, even though they may not realize it's part and parcel of the, the greater sort of umbrella of mental health that they struggle with. So it's really important to be able to continue living in spite of your feelings that you're having at the time. And that is all part of being mentally tough. Thinking about sort of the feelings that I was having on this trip, I was a bit anxious about the ferry. I'll be honest, I can't swim, although I am learning. But also the the um, the feeling being in a in a ferry in choppy water, um, at least one one of the ways there was really not a comfortable experience despite you know despite the 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 captain being a, a good driver if you like um you know sailing the sailing the sailing the um the ferry i think the experience of being in such choppy water in the middle of the ocean with like nothing but sort of big mountains around you it definitely brought on some of that anxious feelings but see that wasn't that wasn't the big part of the experience. That wasn't the part that made me the most anxious. Interestingly, whilst on this trip, despite having um, a number of flights and also being on the ferry, I did actually come to um, a big rude awakening when arriving at our hotel room to find that my team, bless them, had actually organized a surprise 30-minute scenic tour by helicopter. Now, getting on a plane that is quite large with lots of people and lots of space in comparison to a helicopter is definitely different. And I've never been on a helicopter up until that point. And I will admit that my emotions were getting the better of me and I was extremely anxious about that. Now, for some of you listening, you probably understand what I'm talking about. You probably have had the same experience with you know, something like that or maybe scuba diving or getting on a plane or jumping out of a helicopter, whatever it might be that, you know, you've experienced. But as I mentioned earlier, 
I had to accept that moment of intense anxiety. I did let it out, um, probably to my husband and the the you know the captain's disappointment, but I was extremely anxious. And you know what? Being mentally tough is about having those feelings and doing it anyway. Whether you're afraid, you're angry, whatever it might be, being mentally tough is about realizing that things need to get done and you need to do them. It's about, you know, finding the the mental and emotional reserves to do the hard things that you think you can't do because you know you have to. Now, I didn't have to jump in the helicopter, but my team had organized it. They'd spent a lot of money to book this trip, uh, to book this flight rather. And it was just one of those things. My husband wanted to do it. It was, you know, pre, pre-arranged and a lot of effort and thought had gone into that. And I had such immense gratitude. And so I decided to, um, you know, express my emotions, but really taking um, taking the, the steps forward and actually using courage to overcome the fear that was by doing it anyway. And courage is all about feeling the fear and doing it anyway. And being mentally tough is the same thing. And so for me, having the feelings I had and yet getting on with it and doing it anyway was a really big part of flexing that mental toughness, flexing the muscles, the muscles in our brain, if, you know, need to be flexed the way that you would flex the muscles in your body, the rest of your body. And so I needed to do that. The other thing that happened was I, after flying up there and seeing the most amazing views, I mean, I, I felt more anxious over the mountains than I did over the ocean, even though I can't swim. But just the overall experience itself, getting up there and then coming back down, it was such a um, such a rewarding experience to have done it, first of all, to stand up to the fear, which I believe is fake events appearing real, but also the support from both my husband and also the staff at the resort as well as the um, helicopter pilot all of that stuff together. Now, if I hadn't expressed my feelings earlier on, then I probably would have been in a helicopter that maybe went a bit faster than what they did on the day. Or maybe perhaps they would have not accommodated some of my anxiousness by helping to keep me calm and checking in on me. I could have kept it bottled up, um, but that's not helpful for anyone. It it can make you feel um, more stressed, more anxious, you know, different um, different things can happen, like an upset stomach, etc. So it was really important for me to let that out. And so I implore you to do the same thing in moments of um, anxiety for yourself as well. Have the feelings, but then do it anyway. Another thing for me in life in general has been not shying away from challenges. I know I have a lot of weaknesses and I accept that. Um, And I, as an individual, know that despite the flaws and weaknesses that I have, there are things that I, um, that there are things that I still need to do and either for for someone else um, in in a selfless way, or even for, for example, in, in my early flying history, I put myself in a situation where I volunteered to take on a number of uh, global launch events for um, a banking company that I was working at. 
And that meant I had to fly to a number of different countries, New Zealand, you know, Fiji, um, to name a few. And doing so meant that I was going to face the challenges head on. People that are mentally tough know their own own abilities and have faith in them. And for me, it's about, well, I'm good at organizing things. So if I take on this challenge and I can overcome the fear of the flying, then I would be able to get on with doing what I do well, and that is organizing people and teams and processes. Someone mentally tough or anyone who is mentally tough discovers a problem They don't deny that it's a problem and they just start looking at ways of overcoming it. And it takes a lot of strength, a lot of mental strength to face problems head on and continue working on them until you have overcome that problem. It is not easy by any means, but nothing in life that is meant to be, you know, rewarding. And that is the feeling you get after solving a challenge is going to be easy. So never shying away from challenges is a really big part of being mentally tough. And that ties into also taking personal responsibility. So I listen to a lot of different podcasts and one of the ones I listen to, um, the, the, the podcast host, his name is Jocko, he talks about extreme accountability. Um, and this obviously comes from his time, you know, in war zones Um, And it's about, as a leader, how you take responsibility as an individual and and being very, very open about that. It's probably one of the most important traits is taking personal responsibility or extreme um, responsibility, as Jocko says. Instead of blaming others or, you know, complaining that, you know, um, things didn't go a particular way, I need to think about what I can do in the situation at the time that focuses on strengths rather than weaknesses. And doing so means that I will face many, many times things that don't go to plan. It means that you may experience sometimes things that go wrong. It means that sometimes you might get thrown a curveball. But you also know that just because things might change, that you don't have to, you know, give up. You don't have to stop what you're doing and go backwards. You can instead adjust your plan, change your tactics, introduce a new technique and plan to work towards your goals, but take in the new consideration. For example, in project management, that happens to us all the time. No matter how good your business case is or your business plan is for, sorry, your project plan or your business case, always there's something that goes wrong. I mean, I've never really seen a business case or a project plan that has been delivered 100% to plan. It just doesn't happen. It's the nature of projects. So being mentally tough is about understanding and acknowledging that things have changed and pivoting and making the changes around it to support where the new direction is going without losing sight of the goals or objectives of the project or your business or what it is you're trying to achieve in life. And one of the things that I think about as well when I think about taking um, personal responsibility and extreme accountability is one of the things that is probably the most important thing that I talk about, particularly when discussing mental health and mental health toughness and also having the time that I've had to 
move further and further ahead in my recovery journey is thinking about not only asking for help, but accepting it. It's one of the most important things that you can think about that when when considering whether or not you're willing to accept the help that is out there. There is help in abundance. You just need to be willing to ask and accept it. We can't do things on our own all the time. Sometimes we need help and we need to acknowledge that we need help and be able to accept it graciously. It's something that as much as we like to feel that we are in control, sometimes we know that with, you know, with everything that life throws at us, that we may not have all the answers. And so being willing to accept help whenever you need it, and sometimes you may not realize you need it, but getting that help is such a big difference. It's often overlooked. It's often thought about as something that, you know, if you're if you're mentally strong and you're mentally tough, that you don't need to, you don't need to help from others. And a lot of people do think like that, but unfortunately, it's actually a lot better for you if you accept the help. You're more likely to not only help others around you, but also accept the help. It's really really important for me to think about the the, the conversations I've had with people when doing some you know talks around mental health with a number of different places is often people are really, really desperate for help. They just don't know where to go. And and that's one part of the problem. The other part is actually willing to accept it. Now, you might be surrounded by some people who constantly complain and tell you all their problems, but then when you give them solutions, they don't listen. Or maybe they just want to tell you the same problems over and over and over again and don't want to take the time or the energy to think about what could be a possible solution. I know some of those people in my family who, you know, love to complain, but then when you talk to them about potential solutions, they just don't listen. Mentally tough people accept the help. They accept the help. They acknowledge that they can't do everything on their own. They roll with the punches. They take personal responsibility. They never shy away from challenges. They understand their weaknesses and accept them. They have the feelings and they do it anyway. And they are able to continue living in spite of their feelings and they're willing to be able to express and feel their emotions. One of the most fundamental parts of my personal journey of recovery with my anxiety has been about being able to learn about what emotions are and understanding them and understanding how they manifest physically in my body as well as mentally. And then working about working out what to do with those emotions, whether it's anger, whether it's sadness, whether it's happy, excitement, whatever the case may be. And that is one of the most important lessons that I've been learning over the years working with professionals is understanding your emotions And I promise you, if you've never delved into this, once you do take that first step, you'll be amazed at how much you don't know. As much as I thought I knew from years and years of volunteering in the mental health space, there's so much that I didn't know. And it's made a world of difference to me and my mental health. So all in all, the experience itself, recent on my trip, and the overall feeling of being mentally tough has been about building up that resilience 
and being able to take challenges head on. Flying in a helicopter may not sound like a big deal to many of you, but for someone who had a fear of flying not that many years ago, getting in a helicopter that's smaller than the size of the inside of a car is was quite a big deal. And, you know, riding on a ferry in choppy waters, flying in a plane, you know, all of these things are experiences that came, you know, came again after going on this trip and brought back that anxiety and that emotion and flooded me with those emotions. And I did feel overwhelmed a couple of times during that trip. And I needed to think about ways to overcome that. And some of the things that I did is I focused on my breath. I leveraged the techniques that I've learned from from working with um, the mental health professionals. And one of those techniques is referred to as the 54321 method. Um, And it talks about um, looking around you and seeing things and naming them, about feeling things, whether the breeze on your skin, it's about um, the things that you can smell. There's all these different techniques, and I'll share a little bit more about that um, as one of the grounding techniques that you can use that will help you in times of high anxiety or stress. And one of the other things I did is I also took my Return of the Panda coping cards. And those coping cards is, you know, business card size box that had a number of different cards. There's 50 cards in there. They're not affirmation cards. They're grounding cards. They're cards that will help you to cope. They are messages that I've personally crafted that have helped me in my times of stress. And for the ferry, the plane and the helicopter, I took out specific cards that have different meanings for those different situations. And I used them and I read them repeatedly to help ground me and to bring me back down and help me calm myself. I used them before, during and after, and it made a world of difference in the moment. And it was something that I I recommend that you check out if you haven't had a chance to do that. Just go to www.returnofthepanda.org and you can find out more information there. So there you have it, mentally toughness, mental toughness rather. I hope that this has been helpful for you. I'm really excited to share with you more in upcoming episodes and um, looking at having some special guests on board as well. I've also got some really cool workshops coming out. One of the next ones coming out is going to be all about team building and using project management board game, a physical board game, to actually get together with teams. And we'll also have an online version of that so that we can get together and learn about project management and learn about solving problems and building the, the mental toughness behind being a project manager. And hopefully I'll be able to share more with you on LinkedIn. If you are not following me already, please do so. And I look forward to talking to you again next time. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Please share this with someone or rate it if you enjoyed it. Don't forget to follow us on social media and to stay up to date with all things Agile Ideas. Go to our website, www.agilemanagementoffice.com. I hope you've been able to learn, feel or be inspired today. Until next time, what's your Agile Idea? Agile Idea.